Welcome to the Hear My Story podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love having you here. And it's our mission to bring you powerful stories of everyday people. Prepare to be inspired. Here's your host, Josh Oxendine. Hear My Story, how are you today? My name is Josh Oxendine. I am your host. I hope that your day is going great. Um, if not, I hope that this story that you're about to listen to uh, will help give you hope in your day and lift you up a little bit. Uh, the story is of a dear friend of mine. His name is Alex Gilbert. Actually, he was a roommate of mine at one point in my life, and uh, he has went through so many ups and downs, but he has an incredible story of losing his dad uh, due to um, his dad's addictions of alcohol and um, he, he has so many ups and downs and he shares so much. Um, he becomes completely vulnerable before us. Um, so I just really, really uh, would ask that you just um, just turn the volume up a little bit more and uh, prepare to be inspired because this is a story of Alex Gilbert. I remember one time my dad, um, I found a bottle and I tried to pour it out and he he, I tried to pour it out in our kitchen sink and he grabbed me and threw me up against the stove um, and, you know, ended up breaking the stove handle because he threw me into it and we'd get in fist fights and punch each other and um, it was all just out of a place of s- such confusion of why he was, was running to alcohol. Um, my name is Alex Gilbert. Hear my story. See, I grew up in Georgia, only child. Um, Mom and dad uh, divorced about the time I was nine, ten years old. Um, so my story begins um, probably around the age of eight, nine years old. Um, at this point in time, my parents are still together. And really the biggest piece of, m- of my life, once again, was sports. And uh, that kind of consumed everything about me. And so uh, a couple of my neighbors um, actually invited my family to go to church and we we didn't go to church we didn't um, make that a part of our regular routine uh, we believed in God and believed you know the stereotypical things that a lot of Christians would believe about him but we didn't make that a part of our our everyday life and they invited us to go to church on a Sunday morning I wanted nothing to do with it because I loved sleeping in on Sunday so um, you know I was kind of hesitant about going but went and actually I loved it I loved everything about it I loved the the games I loved the fun stuff for kids and I actually remember hearing the story of Jesus and hearing about the gospel and it making sense to me, uh, but not really knowing what, what to do with that. And so, you know, fast forward a few years in my life, <clears throat> I start to realize and pick up on some things in my family that were pretty significant. And I mentioned earlier in my story that my parents were divorced um, and that, that happened because my dad was an alcoholic. And so around the age of nine to 10 years old, I started to realize that my dad had a humongous problem in his life and that was the bottle. My dad would always pick me up from school and drop me off um, and or he would take me home and I would start working on homework and he would go off and do his own thing and continue drinking and my mom would come home and my dad would be passed on the couch and that was a regular thing that wasn't anything uh, random or anything abnormal that was the daily routine uh, as by the time my mom got home my dad was already so drunk that he was usually passed out um, and, and quite frankly we preferred it that way um, because it got so bad that at least when he was passed out he couldn't cause problems he wouldn't cause drama we could predict it and uh, it was something that we could at least have an evening where there wasn't this yelling and arguing and fighting. Um, but there's countless times, like I said, where you know there would be arguing and yelling and going behind closed doors. I had a huge anger problem um, growing up. 
being an only child and not having a father figure who was really there. Uh, my dad was physically there a lot of the times, mentally not there. And towards the end of, I guess, my childhood, if you will, um, a lot of times he wasn't even physically there. So I was, I was very angry um, and confused. And I think at points it led me to places where I, I wondered what I did wrong. I remember contemplating over and over again, could I do something to fix this? What, what, what did I do to make it go so bad and to end up so poorly? And so I remember uh, those are two big emotions that I felt constantly was anger and confusion. And uh, I often ran to things that weren't healthy as a result of that. Uh, somewhere around that time frame of, of being, you know, eight to 10 years old is when I uh, started to discover pornography. My dad had a pornography problem as well. I stumbled upon his um, stash of pornography, if you will. Um, and that was a huge avenue that I ran to to try to, to fix the pain, to fix the emotional uh, distress that I was feeling as a result of what was going on with my, my family. I think one of the biggest struggles for me has been coping with death. I think specifically the death of my father. So at the age of 12 years old, my dad ended up committing suicide. He ended up drinking himself to death. Um, it was a Friday night in October, and he was, you know, normal routine drinking until he passed out. And we had a, a football homecoming thing I had to go to that we were supposed to go to as a family, but that disrupted everything. And so we left him at home, very angry, very confused, very frustrated going to this homecoming um, dance, come back home. Uh, my dad wakes up and he grabs another bottle and he goes into the bedroom. Uh, we go on about our evening as we normally would have. I go to bed, wake up the next morning. Uh, my mom's in the kitchen uh, crying hysterically. And it was crazy. I remember walking into the kitchen, seeing my mom and just being so, so angry. I was like, what did he do now? Is he in jail again? Um, did he leave again? What's going on? And I remember my mom grabbing me and holding me and saying, he's dead. He passed away in the night. And so um, in that moment, feeling this overwhelming sense of numbness and, and lacking emotion in that moment, and uh, yet at the same time feeling all these emotions just leading to this place where I was not sure what to do, not sure how to handle it. Um, and so being at the age of 12, um, you're not emotionally developed yet enough to really know how to process that. And so even to this day, I'm 25 now, it's been over half my life. Uh, and it was funny the other day, my wife and I were watching a show uh, and they're working out some daddy issues in the show and I'm 25 years old and I start hysterically crying and my wife has to hold me on our couch because even to this day, I'm still processing it. I'm still trying to navigate now being a father of uh, three children, trying to figure out how to navigate that and how to work that. So it's pretty um, interesting to, to see how the pain uh, of the process that I've been going through my whole life is still being played out. Think about a place in my life now where I could say, I love you and I forgive you. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that because that's the right thing to do or the good thing to do per se. I think that's just because of how, how God's changed my heart. He's helped me to see um, the value of what the tragedy in my life, what it's led to. Um, and I can honestly look at this situation in my life and say it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me because it set me on a path that radically changed my life because of what God did. For anybody who's gone through similar things that I've gone through, 
uh, I've learned that no matter what you try to run to, if it's not God, it's not going to work. It may work temporarily, may work for a season, may work for an extended period of time, but holistically it's not going to really solve and it's not going to really fix and it's not going to really bring the hope that you really need. And so I truly believe I'm a Jesus guy. I believe Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the hope. And Jesus has not only allowed the things in my life to, to lead me to a place where I feel um, that I'm, I'm living the life I'm called to live. He's actually used some of the hard and difficult things to bring healing to my own life and to the healing, healing to the lives of other people.